Before I joined seminary, I used to be a full-time missionary working on university campuses in Canada. And basically what we did is we went around and proclaimed who Jesus was and the power of who Jesus was, the, the basic gospel. And we've been talking about this for the last couple of months and, and, and just really talking about, you know, the, the kerygma, you know, the, who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And that, and that was my job. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. And I had a lot of opportunities to, to just share the gospel with, with students, with students who were lapsed Catholics, students who were engaged in their faith and going to church regularly, and with people who weren't even, were, had no faith at all or other, other Christian backgrounds. And I, I just had all these opportunities to, 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 to bring them the gospel. And, I, and one specific story I'd like to share with you this morning, it's just a powerful example of the power of, of this gospel. So one time, I, I, we, the way we do it with uh, our group, first of all, we're, we're called CCO, um, the group in Canada, Catholic Christian Outreach, and that will kind of play a part into the rest of my homily later on. But we would advertise that we're doing faith studies on campus at the beginning of each semester. And faith studies are basically just like uh, six weeks where we go each week through par- part of the basic kerygma, the gospel, you know, God's love, sin, who Jesus is. And I had these students come up to me, and they were Chinese, and one was Japanese. And they were coming, they came to, to Canada to learn English before they go on to further studies. So they had pretty broken English, and, and they asked, like, can we part, be part of your faith study? And I was like, sure. But I had, like, I had some fear and trembling in my heart, because I was like, oh, how is this going to work? You know, it, there's a language barrier and such. And anyways, the Lord worked powerfully. They, they, they were using like a Mandarin Bible and the guy who was Japanese was using a laptop with like a Japanese Bible. But like even though we were using different languages, the gospel spoke for itself and these three men gave their lives to Christ by the end of the semester. It was beautiful. Their lives were changed. And, and they came from a place where they didn't even have a concept of God, right? In China, it's, it's a communist country. So like what, witnessing what Jesus could do and transform their lives was incredible. That's what Paul's talking about today in, in the second reading. He said, it's, it's nothing about the eloquence of his words uh, or, or his wisdom in speech, but it's the proclamation of Christ crucified. And with that, there's a demonstration of spirit and power. When someone hears who Jesus is and they accept that in their lives, there's power there. We, we, we talk about the Holy Spirit, and, and, and Jesus talks about the sending of the Spirit, you know, the promise of the Father after his death, and we receive the Spirit of Pentecost Jesus promises to give us his spirit, his life, his power. And so we, we have a responsibility, first of all, to, to, to engage in that every day and say, Lord, I, I want your spirit today. I, 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 want, I, I want to grow my relationship with you every day. We also have a responsibility to share the gospel with other people. The founder of my religious community, his name is Father Bob Bedard. He, he has something he calls the Lord's Dynamic. The Lord's dynamic is in three parts. The first one is the proclamation of the gospel. When we proclaim the gospel, we need to do it in such a way as to elicit a response. What do I mean by that? You, you, you could share the gospel, but if, if, if you don't ask the person to, if, if they want to surrender their life to Christ, it's, it's, all, it's, it's, it's good, but it's a little bit unfinished in a sense that it's important for, for us to be given an opportunity to, 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 to give our lives to Christ. So an example, 
I shared in September my, my story with you guys about encountering Jesus through, through CCO. And, and at the conference, the speaker showed us he, uh, you know, a few diagrams. He said, here's a diagram where Jesus is a part of your life, and you're the middle. And the second one, Jesus is the center of your life, and, 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 and he's the source of your life. But he didn't just proclaim that message, but he actually asked us to, to sit, to close our eyes and, and pray about where we were. And that's what really impacted me. I had to sit there and, and say, Jesus, I need to talk to you honestly right now. I think I know where, where, where my relationship with you, you is. I know you're just right now, you're an aspect of my life, but I want to make you the source and center. How do I do that, Lord? And then he gave us an opportunity to, to respond and to invite Jesus into our life. And we had a beautiful, beautiful event where we had adoration and I was able to do that. But because he, he elicited a response, it, it gave me permission to, to make my own response. So that's the second part of this, this dynamic, the Lord's dynamic, is the response. The recipient has a responsibility to, to, to open that door to Christ. One of my favorite passages from Scripture is from Revelation 3.20. Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. You probably know that image, right? There's a picture of Jesus in like a beautiful garden. He's knocking on the door, but there's no door handle on his side. We, have, we, we need to open the door from our side. Only we have the door handle. And when we invite him into our life, he dines with us. He shares a life with us. So, like, every, every day, in whatever circumstance we are, we need to say, Lord, I, I invite you to dine with me today. I invite you to share life with me. So that's number two, surrendering to the lordship of Jesus. And the third part is the direct action of God. The first part, two parts of proclaiming the gospel and, and, and responding are human. And then God takes over in the third part. You know, we, we've spoken about the concept of the Holy Spirit being the, the agent of evangelization. It's the Holy Spirit who transforms our life. So when we give God that permission to do what he wants with us, he's just going to do beautiful things. That's what I saw in the story of these, of these young men who, 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 who I was in the faith study with and countless others. That's happened in my own life. When, whenever I give the Lord permission, he, he, he brings me from one place to another, right? We talk about from going from glory to glory. We need to have that, that desire in our hearts for more. I was on an Ignatian retreat uh, a few years ago as part of my formation, and I had the beautiful opportunity to, to go through the life of Christ very slowly, just meditating on the scriptures from his, from his nativity to his, to his death and resurrection. And as I was praying, I, I was just walking with the Lord and saying, Lord, how, how can I encounter you more? And he spoke to me just in the very beautiful, simple words of the gospel of his life. And I was talking to my director during the retreat, and I was saying, yeah, I'm getting all this stuff. And he said, Kevin, like, pray the, pray the prayer of Magis. It's an Ignatian principle, the prayer of Magis. Magis means more. So when I'm experiencing something in my life, I say, like, this is good, Lord, but I want more. And I want more. And he just keeps saying, I want more of the Lord. And he keeps acting and, and, and transforming our lives. From Psalm 37, it says, Commit your life to the Lord, trust him, and he will act. This is the kind of God we have. So I, I, I speak to you all today, not knowing where everyone's at, but I'm guessing like some of us probably are, are, are really uh, engaged right now and, and we're excited about what the Lord's doing. Some of us be, might be struggling. Some of us might be thinking like, I don't know where I'm at in my faith. I come to church every Sunday, but like I, I, want, I do want more. I just don't know. I just don't want to do. So we're, we're all in different places. Some might pe people might be going to church all the time. Some people might be here for their first time and I, I welcome you. This is, this is awesome if you're here for, for the first time in church. 
Jesus wants to, to, to encounter you. He wants to speak to your heart. One of my favorite sayings, St. Francis de Sales, has this saying, cor ad cor locitor, heart speaks to heart. Right? We are created for a relationship, and God wants to speak to your heart today. In our, in our parish, we, we have an amazing opportunity as one of our paths to discipleship, uh, as one of the on-ramps. The on-ramp is, is getting onto that highway of discipleship. One of those on-ramps we're, we're offering in our parish is, is, a fa- is faith studies, the same ones that I did when I was with CCO. So we, we have a presence of CCO here at our parish, and we offer Discovery Faith Study, which is six weeks, and it's in a small group setting, so you meet in someone's home for like five, five or six people, and you just discuss the basics of, 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 of our relationship with God. What does it mean to have a personal relationship? Does God love me individually? Does he love just human, humanity in general? Like, what does that mean? What does it mean to, to be a sinner and, and how that affects God? What does it mean to actually invite Jesus to be Lord? And, and, and you get to journey together in this beautiful pathway of, of, of encountering Jesus. I'd like to share with you just a very practical story of someone, one of our parishioners here in the parish, who actually, he, 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 would go, he goes to church every Sunday, and, and he, he has a relationship with the Lord, but his, his wife asked him to, to do a discovery faith study with, with, with her and some other people. And I want to show you how the Lord changed his life through this faith study. So he says, this, this story begins with my wife mentioning that she will be hosting a small group called CCO in our house. She invites me to join for six weeks to go over a book called Discovery and discuss. I normally avoid these groups like a plague and in fact have never participated in any such group before. There are several reasons for this. I am uncomfortable expressing my feelings and religious beliefs to strangers. I don't know the language that is typical in these gatherings and would frankly be ashamed to reveal how little faith and knowledge I have in this area. My wife was persistent and she said that she needs another guy in the group because there's only one. So like, you got to go. So perhaps the Holy Spirit started working on me since I figured out it's only six weeks for one hour a week. So I said yes. I felt something and decided to keep an open mind about this experience and what might happen. In retrospect, I had nothing to fear or be ashamed about since we have a fantastic group and I felt nothing but secure in expressing my feelings and listening to others' experiences and thoughts. So we started this, this, this group and this discovery faith study. I don't know if it was the way the book was structured and the questions or listening to other people in our group, but I started to think about things in a new way. For the first time, I really started to think about God's personal love for me, about how he does not force you to love him, but is always there and allows you to come closer to him. Also, how God knows me because he created me and knows everything about me, even my faults and sins. Really, really thought about the suffering and sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and the love to do such a thing to redeem us of our sins. I can't explain it fully, but I began to really think about this and it moved me slowly more closer and closer to God. I started to really listen to the scriptures at Mass like it was my first time. Even though I heard these many times before, I was now hearing them in a new way and listening to every word. I believe that the Holy Spirit is working in me slowly, 
Since then, I have started to pray. I started to ask for help from the Holy Spirit almost daily when I feel I need him in areas of my life. I ask the Holy Spirit for more faith all the time. I started to go to confession for the first time in a long time. It was a great feeling. I started to go to a men's fellowship group, and I prayed with them, and I went to Mass with them, and I enjoyed their fellowship. So I believe that something is happening in me and Je- through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So if something is stirring you today and you feel like, I, I want more of the Lord, wherever you're at in your relationship with Jesus, I invite you to go to the back of the church after Mass and talk to the people at our CCO table. They're just by the water fountains, and they would love to talk to you. And I encourage you, if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging you to do a faith study, it's really an amazing experience, and it will change your life.